0: what's going on ladies and gentlemen it's your boy calvin a new trader we are back with another episode live in the studio of the forex beginner podcast today we have a six figure funded trader in the building with us today uh six figures in total payout six figures plus in total payouts um and uh we just started chatting it up Um, uh, yeah. this interview was literally spared a moment i'm out <laughs> doing my laps walking my three laps running my last lap and i'm like yo let me check my instagram and we were already talking yeah. and uh uh, I just miss the message of him saying, yo, I'm going to be in Miami next mm-hmm. next month. And uh, it just so happened today he was flying in and I saw the message to God be the glory. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, don't worry. I'm going to book the studio time. Let me know if you can meet me. Let's have this conversation. Let's talk. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got Ray Vaughn in the building. What's up, bro?
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's on? I appreciate your time, Come man. On. You know, it was last minute, but we pulled it together. Come you on, know, man. Come we on. got to support each other. For That's sure. it, man. That's it. And bro, so...
0: We were already talking and <laughs> we, <laughs> we, was already, yeah, already. Yeah, we was already yeah yeah we were already deep already. Yeah. Um so where are you from, bro?
1: Yeah, so I'm from California, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh born and raised and now I am located in Texas. Yep, so
0: What made you move to Texas?
1: Man, Cali to Texas. So, lifestyle as far as You get a lot more money, or excuse me, you get a lot more for your money in Texas, Mm -hmm. and then also property tax. All the different taxes, you know, is a little bit better in Texas, so. So, did you make that move, or
0: was that while you were living with your parents?
1: No, so this is a separate move. This is all me.
0: So, like, tell me about your background. Like, we were talking, so you were into music production. Yeah. um, Still into music production. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, before trading... What was Rayvon's life like? Like, what were you doing? Yeah. How old are you, by the way?
1: I'm 27.
0: 27. Okay, you're yeah. still young,
1: bro. Yeah. Uh, you have to reach 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, what was life like before Forex?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we could take it. We could take it all the way to the beginning. Take it. Take
0: <laughs> it back. Take it back, bro. Come on. You, for sure. You in Miami,
1: bro. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Man, I got to tell the story. We got time. All right. All right, let's go. All right, go. cool, cool. <laughs> so, um, I started out with music. Uh, Music was my first passion. My family is really big into music, whether it's singing and music production, whatever it was. So Mm -hmm. um, coming up, like I always had that bug in me, that um, entrepreneurial spirit because of that. Um, Throughout school, I would say around high school is really when that music took off for me. I I downloaded Fruity Loops for free. I'm sure you know. (laughs) You touring
0: all day, downloading that free pack. Yep,
1: Yep. (laughs) get some drum kits, go crazy. So yeah, that's where it all started. And After I started making these beats, I'm sending it to my friends. They're like, oh, this is cool. Like, you really are good at this. So from that point, I was like, okay, so how can I get this to rappers? Like, how can I sell it? Mm -hmm. So Twitter was really big back then, but people were more so using it on a friend-to-friend basis. As far as, you know, just keeping in contact, posting funny stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was like, hmm, what if I was able to utilize this to reach more people to sell these beats? Okay, I want to pause real quick. (laughs) Have you
0: always been, like, business-minded like that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, even in elementary, mm-hmm. um, I used to... You know those little lanyards and stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, literally, I was in, like, second grade. I told my mom, can you take me to Walmart, buy me these kits of lanyards, and I was selling them for, like, 2 to $3 at lunch. You so, was hustling. Yeah, always.
0: So, but, like, where did that come from? Like, did you see a <laughs> uncle, dad, like, always Man. moving and grooving like that, or, or just <laughs> instinctively just moving?
1: Man, that's... I, I feel like, yes, I did see it around my family, just, uh-huh. like... Um, my grandparents, they're hustlers. Like they just always moving. They took care of us. Um, of course, my parents as well. Mm. So just seeing what it looked like to really get things done, not make excuses. Um, and then once again, just kind of learning like, okay, whatever I want out of life, I have to put into life. So mm. the effort I had to put in to, let's say, create a product and sell it, the same thing I'm going to get back as far as revenue and. You know business growth so mm. it was more so of that
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: so continue yeah for continue. sure yeah, 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 so um going back to the high school part um was hustling early on yeah so mm-hmm. using twitter to sell a lot of beats and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. then the next struggle was i needed a website so this is before wix this is before all the easy free uh website creators and all that kind of stuff so i ended up having to teach myself how to code because mm-hmm. i'm like okay i need to have a beat store to sell these beats so um, from there, yeah, I created a beat store mm-hmm. and started selling beats on Twitter. And in high school, I was probably making $100 a day or more. And back then, I didn't know what to spend it on. So wing stop, <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> and other it. places like that. Yeah. But uh,
1: yeah, I, I understood, like, okay, I can actually do this. So I started setting goals for myself, like, okay, I want to do 250 a day, 300 mm-hmm. you know, really pushing it. How old were and you? Like, like 16, was, 17? I started that. I started producing at 14. Okay. And I started selling my beats at 15. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you 15 years old and you're making <laughs> what, like an extra thousand dollars a month?
1: Yeah. And it was funny too because wow. like I had to get PayPal um, to actually get the money from these people paying me. Mm. But I wasn't old enough to have a PayPal account. So I would ask my mom, hey mom, can you sign up for this real quick so I could, you know, get the money through And She was like, all right. That's you know, crazy. but that's one thing I could say is they always did. Kind of support me and give me a, a outlet to do what I envision.
0: So mm, that's yeah. that's what's up, man. So you already have this this appetite for success. Yeah. You understand if I create something that people have a demand for, mm-hmm. then I can monetize said thing, right? Exactly. So you understand that early. So when does the day trading, the financial markets, when does that start piquing your interest?
1: Yeah, for sure. So that picked up right after high school, actually. So mm. after high school, I had a choice. I was either gonna go into electrical engineering, which is what my family wanted me to do, because of the fact they all came from a background of bachelor degrees, um, very structured jobs like working for the city, mm. you know, things like that. So I was the first one to really go a different path, mm. and it scared them for sure. But um, I chose to go to a music school in Hollywood, Hollywood, mm. California. Um, so when I went there, I was 17, moved out there by myself, Wow. lived in an apartment by myself. Just... They let you do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, you were already in Cali, so you wasn't that far from home, were you? I was probably like an hour and a half, two hours. So okay, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's not bad. Like, yeah, if something happened, reachable. they there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But Hollywood is a different beast, especially mm. being 17. So, you know, it was a lot of trust they had to put into me. But, um, basically, um... During that period, I actually met another producer mm-hmm. that introduced me to MetaTrader. So, we were literally sitting in the studio together. He shows me his phone, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, I made like a extra $200 right now just in the studio. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, you got you to gotta explain this. Like, yeah. you can't just tell somebody yeah. and show them, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. once I seen them uh, the uh, blue numbers on the screen, I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out. Yeah. So, he told me it was MetaTrader. I downloaded it, started digging deeper into what it is, mm-hmm. and- The rest was history. Like, all I needed was to see the opportunity that something can bring. And that sparked something in me, and I just kept running with it. Unfortunately, like, he ended up not keeping up with it after a couple months, and I did. It always happens like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. But I'm like, hey. The person that
0: introduced you ends up fading out.
1: Yeah. But I'm like, hey, God works in mysterious ways. Like, he put him there for a reason, and it changed my trajectory. So, forever grateful. So, what
0: was that like? You in the studio, you like, Bro, what's this you talking about? You, you just made an extra $200 from your phone. Like, what yeah. you talking about? He tells you what it is. How does the learning process start from there?
1: Man, so I went the normal route. I feel like majority of everybody else does. Like, they search it on Instagram and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook was bigger back then. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I went down that rabbit hole, started seeing all, like, the glitz and glamour, the... Um, Gurus and all that kind of stuff, yep. so I bought a couple courses, and mm-hmm. that's what started it. Okay, now it's funny, there's this story. Me and my now fiance, we started, oh, you together. Engaged. yeah,
0: congratulations, yeah. bro. Thank you, bro. That's what's up, I appreciate it. Why you left your fiance home,
1: man? She had to handle some stuff, and okay, it was a okay. quick trip, okay, a quick okay, trip. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 so okay, okay. I got you, I got you. Strictly <laughs> business, turn around, go back, you know. Got you, but, okay, um, go ahead, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we started trading together. Mm-hmm. I told her about it, I was like, we should really try this, you know. This was 17, 8, or probably 18, somewhere around there. Y'all been together for a minute. Yeah, we've been together like 10 years. That's what's up, yeah. man.
0: Come on, man. This Appreciate guy making that, money man. and he
1: committed. Come on, y'all. Yes, hey, that's
0: what's up. All right, let's go. <laughs> <Well done.
1: laughs> so um, basically, it was election day. Mm-hmm. And we both had like $200 in our account. We, we didn't know what we were doing. So we both placed a one lot. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, on the $200 account, yeah. With a one lot, that's $10 yeah. per yeah. pip. you 20 so, pips away, boy. <laughs> man, I felt every one of them, too. But um, we didn't know that, el- like, how the news affected the markets and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. at that time. So we both just said, hey, let's put in a trade and see what happens. We put in a trade during election day. And I'll tell you, the wicks were about 30 to 40 pips.
0: Jeez. It was
1: crazy. So we both had different experiences. When I entered, I actually made $200, and I closed out real quick. When she took her trade, it immediately went negative. She blew the account. Wow. So it was so funny, though, like, looking back on it, because we had two totally different experiences. Mm -hmm. For her, she was like, I'm done with trading. I never want to touch it again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that was enough for her. Yeah. For me, it showed me the opportunity. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. whoa, like... Obviously, this isn't how I want to do it consistently, Mm -hmm. but the fact that I was able to make that amount of money and it didn't correlate to the time or the effort I put into it, Mm -hmm. that blew my mind.
0: Hey, what's up, traders? Listen, I hope you are enjoying today's podcast interview with my man, Vaughn, traveling all the way from Texas, coming down to Miami, and spending some time with your boy Calvin to do this interview to give you some knowledge and, most importantly, some motivation as you work your way to becoming a funded trader and maybe even making six figures in payouts just like Vaughn. All right, you definitely know that's my goal. I want to make six figures in a year from trading with prop firms, and I'm still working toward that. But anywho, I want to talk about getting funded. And one of the biggest reasons that we don't pass funded challenges is simply because we violate our daily drawdown, right? When you're getting ready to go through a challenge with a prop firm, one of the major rules are you can't violate the daily drawdown. And unfortunately, we hit that mark. And why do we want to get funded? Like, why does this mean so much to us? It means so much to us because we want to use this skill set to buy back our time. We want to be able to make enough money from this skill set so that we don't have to spend time working for money doing something that we don't like to do. And for many of us, we got so many beautiful family members, so many people that love us, so many people that we love that we want to spend more time with and do more for. And Forex is definitely the way that we can get to that capital that will allow us to live the life that we want to live. So I want to talk to you today about Blue Guardian, the prop firm. And what I love about what Blue Guardian is doing is they have this thing called the Guardian Protector. And what the Guardian Protector is, is it protects you from violating your daily drawdown. So what you can do before you even start trading, you can log into your account your prop firm challenge account and you can set a limit at one percent two percent negative three percent negative and you can protect yourself from hitting your daily drawdown now one of the biggest reasons we hit our daily drawdown is because we get emotional after a loss and we want to raise up our lot size we want to get back in there and revenge trade well guess what blue guardians Guardian Protector now allows us to combat that by already setting a limit in the market where we can't go past that limit. So it allows us to protect ourselves from violating that challenge account. And it gives us the ability to live to trade another day. So listen, today, we're going to give you 10% off on your next challenge, courtesy of Blue Guardian, link in the description of this podcast episode. Enter coupon code new trader, the number one at checkout, you're going to get 10% off your next challenge. And guess what? what you are rocking with a prop firm that is in your favor leveling the playing field so that you have a good chance of actually passing the challenge and moving on to getting funded all right let's get back to today's podcast interview that's dope yeah that's that's dope so is she still trading no she
1: doesn't trade anymore (laughs) i'ma let you do that yeah she just supports me
0: (laughs) (laughs) we about to be married so what you make is officially mine so it's all good you do that i like that um (laughs) interesting story so What got you to the point where it made sense for you that I want to make this my thing? Mm -hmm. So you're producing. You mentioned before we came in uh, to the studio and started recording that you have some music that's actually in movies, on TV, and different things like that. So obviously you reached success in your production field. Um, What was it about trading that made you want to put more energy into it? Because I'm assuming that you had to kind of pull back from production
1: yeah so i would say to be honest i did not really drop my production when i was learning Mm. at times i was always trying to figure out when to drop it but i never really did i would just Mm. do doubles so
0: so was production your main source of income
1: it was yeah oh okay well i'm saying now i don't do it right but i'm saying but um, at that time it was yeah so that was my income and what was happening is i was dumping the money i was making from um, the music into mm-hmm. trading, mm-hmm. blowing the accounts. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I can't keep this up. So <laughs> this ain't I mean? gonna work, not at all. <laughs> and then you know, music also you get paid in royalties. So those yeah. royalties may not hit for three months, six yeah. months, nine yeah. months, yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. So I was just look, starting to realize, like, okay, this is not working. I know there is something there for me, but yeah. I just, I just got to make it click. Mm. So basically, what I was doing is like. Working on production for about six to eight hours a day, and then I'll work on trading for about four to six hours. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could even ask my fiance, like sleep was not <laughs> you don't even mention that. Bro, you, you talking me? to the man that
0: didn't <laughs> I didn't sleep in bed with my wife for like the whole first year, bro. And I know I you heard
1: I know you heard it. Every... Come on, I know she chewed yeah, you yeah, up yeah, a bro, couple bro. times. The whole first year, bro. I'm yep. on the couch. But guys. see, that's the thing. You had that vision inside of you. Yeah. You knew where you were trying to get to. That's, that's the thing. Sometimes we have to sacrifice in the moment yep. for what we really want. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so going through that period of time, I was really just pushing myself. And to answer the question about, like, what made me take the leap to trading, it was more so the freedom of it. Because mm-hmm. with production music, I loved it. But now what was once my passion is now something that I have to do for money.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it takes the creativity out of it because now it's not, what do I like to hear? It's more so, what does this company need or want? And then you make something that you feel so passionate about, you love it. And, they and trash then they say, yep, they trash it. And then they say, mm, I, I don't like that. Take that out. Switch this around. And yep. then you don't even feel like it's yours anymore, but you yep. just give it to them. So yep. the money that I was actually making, I mean, it would just depend on the project and all that kind of stuff. But you could make anywhere from... 200 to 250 up front and then royalties or you can make a $1,000 depending on the company for one beat. So it was cool. But then you're also fighting against other producers. Some of them are actually in the union. Mm. So there's a lot of politics to it too. Mm. And trying to get consistency with it, it's like it's very hard if you don't have the right connections, you know? And wow. then me being so young, it's like I'm trying to put my foot through the door and I'm trying to also be loyal to who I came up with, Mm -hmm. because I could try to go out there and do things on my own, but then it it goes against my morals. I'll put it like that. So, yeah, that's kind of like the backstory of what made me want to go more so trading. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I'll say around the two-and-a-half-year mark, that's when I really made the jump, and I was like, okay, the only way that I'm really going to do everything I possibly have to to succeed Mm -hmm. is if I cut the string like there can't be any way that i can be comfortable i had to put myself in an uncomfortable situation and bet on myself so what was your living
0: situation at at that time because i mean bro you talking about just like i'm finna cut this 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 proven production stream of income that's Mm -hmm. coming in you living in california hello come on bro so it's like like how did you just financially planning and (laughs) Like, bro, how did that work? Because there's a lot of people watching right now saying, let me get my popcorn because I want to know. I'm tired of working. I want to make the jump too. So how did you make that work? Man. So. (laughs) Talk to me, man. For sure.
1: So I'm really, really big on the mental side of things. Like, not only the religious side, but also, like I was mentioning, thinking grow rich and stuff. Mm -hmm. I truly believe a lot of my success is due to that book and what it caused to spark inside of me. Hmm. So it really taught me the power of the words you speak. It taught me the power of your habits. It taught me the power of your subconscious mind. So when I was younger, I didn't know any of this stuff. So I would just go to sleep with the TV on or playing games all day, this and that. And I realized now that that was so much wasted energy. So once I actually started diving into Think and Grow Rich and other topics like that, it taught me how to put focused attention on a desired outcome. Mm. And at the time I was living with my grandparents and that's really honestly what I started doing. I started looking into these books I started putting into practice what they were talking about. So really just sitting in the still quietness and really asking yourself, what do you want? Mm. Why do you want it? And then really picturing yourself there. And the mind has a funny way of filling in the gaps. Mm. So if you can picture... An outcome that you want your mind already has the answers to the middle pieces mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so then as you start working towards it new doors open up i mean similar to this podcast yeah. where like you know who would have known the the literally the hour before i get on that Crazy, plane bro. you know what i mean it lines up yeah so i'm a firm believer in things will always align how they're supposed to mm-hmm. um so Moving out of my grandparents' house, that was more so of understanding, once again, I have to put pressure on myself. If I'm too comfortable, there's no more space to grow. Facts. You know? And I was very appreciative of everything they've done for me. Same thing with my parents. Mm -hmm. But I knew there was a cap on it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't say I'm a successful producer or a successful trader if I'm living with my grandparents or my parents. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So from there, I just kind of put the pressure on myself and said, you know, let's get an apartment. That's the next step. In California. Yeah, in it's California. Expensive. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> during that time period, it was like, it was kind of hustle. So, of course, I created other income streams for myself already. Mm-hmm. I was getting royalties from the music, and then I was still trading and all that kind of stuff. So it helped. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a firm believer as well, like, having the right partner is huge. Yeah. Because the partner that believes in you— mm-hmm. And can see the vision you're going towards, and says, "You know what? I'll support it any way I can." Yeah. You know, it's going to be hard to fail. Yeah. If your vision is correct, so you know, there was many times where maybe that month I didn't do well in trading. Mm-hmm. So you know, she kind of stepped in and helped too. So wow. Yeah, I don't want to be you know, that person that hides those moments because those are some of the best moments of the story. Yeah. When you look back on it, you're like, man. I may not be where I'm at now mm-hmm. if we both didn't put in, you know, those sacrifices or times she may have wanted something. She's like, "I'm gonna put it over here for you." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So That's what's up. it's That's truly love a blessing. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for yeah. Sure. I like that. That's yeah.
0: what's up. Uh, what's your fiance's name? Rihanna. Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Rihanna. Yeah, All right? for sure. That's Shout what's up. <laughs> Come on, man. I yeah. love it, bro. So six figures in payouts mm-hmm. with prop firms. I remember. Because I've seen your channel on YouTube, mm-hmm. Technical Gods. Yep. You were talking about prop firms a while ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you were talking about prop firms, I believe, when funded talent. Correct. Was yep. something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? So that was the thing is funding talent actually gave me my first five-figure payout. I really? was one Yeah, I was one of the first traders to really get a five-figure payout. Um from the new prop firms they have mm-hmm. other ones like the real proprietary firms right but right with funding talent it was interesting because they brought to the table the first time of no time limit mm-hmm. or i believe it was two days i forgot what it was it was something crazy yeah so i think you could pass phase one and phase two back to back no wow. waiting and then mm-hmm. your payout you just had to wait 14 days mm-hmm. so once again i feel like you have to just simply prepare for opportunity i always just worked or grinded, right? You're just in that mentality of like, I'm just I'm just trying to figure this out. So I got to a point in my trading where I was so consistent down to, I'm only trading this specific time window and I'm only looking for this specific thing and you know every piece of the strategy. So I started passing these proper challenges with the fun and talent very easily. Mm. Um, I ended up passing one of them, like phase one, within three hours of getting an account. Phase two, I believe that same day, and literally, it lined up perfectly because they paid out on the 15th. And I think wow. they just removed um, the the payout delay. So now I made money on the funded account. So back-to-back within a three-day period, wow. made 20000 got paid out on the 15th, which was the next day. Mm. And that's what started everything for me. I'm like, hold on. So I had to really just, you know, like talk to myself. And I'm like, what did Rihanna say? Like, oh, who are you showing her this? Man, it was crazy. <laughs> I still remember it so vividly because, like, I've had big trading days, but mm-hmm. obviously not that big off of personal capital. Yeah. So that trade, I actually stayed up to, like, 3 a.m. just watching it because I was like, okay, I have to make sure, you yeah, know, this thing bro. don't come back against me. Bro. So I stayed up to, like, 3 a.m. Once I closed it, bro, like, I got I, I got emotional. Just seeing it, I was like, man, like, that's you know how how many times things come against you, right? Whenever yes. you're trying to achieve something great, especially with forest, because everybody yes. says it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it seems like, bro,
0: like, I don't know, you're just hitting them points for yeah. me. It seems like, especially when you're growing in the skill set, it's like the trade setups that you feel super confident about, mm-hmm. they show you a little potential and then they just Yo. eat you alive and <laughs> go the other way, right? And it's like yeah. your heart just, just gets torn apart because mm-hmm. it's like, man, like I was disciplined this time. I waited for the entry. I exactly. used proper risk management and it just go. you start yep. talking to the market. You really gonna do that to me? You gonna do this yep. to me?
1: You start taking but it personal.
0: You start taking it personal. <laughs> so you're right. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, as a trader, we get denied so much yeah. that when it's finally there, a lot of times we, you know, we be like, okay, is this real? It's hard to believe. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah, bro. Yeah,
1: it's, it's very hard to believe sometimes. But mm-hmm. that was the thing is like, I just took a moment, like I had to meditate and just really just take everything in. I'm like, I'm extremely grateful because the thing is, prop firms are amazing if mm-hmm. you're ready for them. Yep. So if I didn't put in the work, I, I think that was 2021 or something. It was around COVID. And you started trading like, what in 17
0: or 18, right?
1: 16. You started trading in 16. 16. In 16. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so you had put I'm time I'm running in. that whole time. Like yeah. I'm building personal 18, accounts.
0: 17, 18, 19. 20. 20. That's four so years. They're somewhere grinding. around there. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: So I'm putting in all Sheesh. that time, learning the skill set, you know, building my uh uh live accounts myself on uh-huh. my broker accounts. And that comes around and I'm like, I'm ready for the opportunity. So mm. being ready, I was able to capitalize on it, get the payout. And that really sparked everything for me because now I'm like, okay, I can put that into my own live account now use proper risk management, Mm. and continue building that alongside these prop firms. So now, to me, it's like you were saying earlier, you have to see your P&L as far as business with trading. You have to treat it like a business. So now I know I've made, uh, in this case, 20K. Mm -hmm. And if I buy another prop firm challenge that's $500, Mm -hmm. that means that I simply have to make sure I'm profitable within that frame. So it may take two accounts and i spend a thousand dollars but after that a thousand dollars if i can get funded and like you were saying make one to three percent the return on that one to three tell me what else in the world is going to give you that return i think that's i feel like 2017 crypto rally yeah messed up everybody like it it changed the mentality of everyone because they're like i don't want a hundred percent return i don't want 300 percent i want 300,000%. or
0: like, You know, bro.
1: XRP and all these coins that did crazy returns. And
0: doing crap now. Doing bro. absolutely nothing
1: right now. And I remember when uh, Bitcoin took off too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, where was I when this took off? And I was in high school and yep. never heard of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, the people who caught it, caught it. Yep. But now I feel like that changed the way people view um, growth or returns in finance, investments, because the stock market, even since, you know, the COVID crash, did over 100%. Yeah. Yet people are still complaining. So yeah. it's really about aligning and becoming aware of opportunity.
0: hmm
1: You know? So. Yeah,
0: I agree, bro. Like, I just think, and I've said this on another episode, that this is the only skill set where people... um, And we can go further than that, but <laughs> I just think this day and age and time that we're in, we as people... We'll look at money on a screen, whether it's a Forex chart, a crypto investment, whether you're doing binary stocks, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. We'll look at money floating on a screen, a PNL floating on a screen, and we will not take profit, take partial <laughs> profit. We will let that thing go all the way back to zero and go negative. But if we're walking at the mall, if we're walking <laughs> in the parking lot yep. and see just $5 blow by, mm-hmm. we will break our necks to go stop that win and it's, step on that $5 crazy. bill. It's
1: crazy, bro. I don't know what, per se, is the actual cause of that, but, of course, maybe it's the the digital aspect to it where it's more so like a video game because... That's true. You know what I mean? It's not a physical dollar in your face. Because think about it. I mean, especially trading prop firm accounts, if the prop firm sat $100,000 on the table and then every time you won or lost, they took it away from you. Everybody disciplined. Everybody disciplined.
0: Ain't nobody blowing accounts. Exactly. They're like,
1: ooh. Oh, 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 I I visually see what that caused now. Facts. You know what I mean? So I think that could be it too. But it's it's interesting. It is.
0: Hearing your story is like, man, like you were smart. You put in the work. Appreciate it. You came into prop firms. You were ready. Mm -hmm. You were able to see a $20,000 payout. What, within your first couple months with that prop firm?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't remember exactly when they launched and stuff, uh-huh. but it was pretty soon after. And that just kind of took everything to that next level, mm-hmm. you know? Do you put pressure on yourself? Okay, I
0: want to make six figures in a year just from trading. Or or uh, like, I want to make seven figures from trading in the next two, three years. Like, are you that type of person where you look at what you've accomplished and you're like, okay, I want to take it a step further? Mm-hmm. Or are you the type of person where you just like, yo, life is good, I make this from trading. I make this from this other thing I got going on. I'm working on real estate portfolio. I got some money in some mutual funds, some stocks. Like, I'm well diversified. I'm good. I'm just living life, building wealth, having a good time, helping people. Mm-hmm. Are you that person, or are you like super like focused on? Okay, we did that. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to take yeah. it there.
1: I'm somewhere in the happy medium of both of those because okay. I'm the type of person that's never comfortable mm-hmm. unless I'm uncomfortable. Like I need, I need something to strive for. Yeah. Or I just I fidget. I'm like, I, I can't. You know what I mean? I yeah. can't just sit here and not do nothing. Like, yeah. I I could barely watch a Netflix show without you know trying to think of a business idea or something. So, it. yeah. But um, I think that as I mature, I'm learning that you want to get your money however you get it, but then you want to di- diversify to limit the upside and downside risk. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times people only think of upside. They're like, "Oh well, if I, See. you know, if I make 20%, I'll have this much money at the end of the year." But risking how much would potentially get you that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they don't think about. Yeah, they don't think about the downside, mm-hmm. and I think that's what helped me the most is always thinking about the potential loss. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm wanting to make $10,000, but I'm not willing to lose $10,000. And I'm not speaking in terms of a Forex account. I'm just speaking in life, right? Yeah, I agree. You gotta be prepared for either outcome. So if you make $20,000 in your Forex trading Mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure out what should I do with it, don't Mm -hmm. throw it directly back into your Forex account. What I would do is diversify that. Take 5K and put it in your Forex account. And then there's many other things you could do. Stock market, once again, did 100% in a year. So you could have put 5K in there, doubled your money safely. Mm-hmm. You could have put money into crypto. So recently, um, I think it was like two weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I got into XRP again after years, but it was sitting at 34 or 34 cents mm-hmm. and it fit my strategy. So it was a long-term play, but they ended up getting um, clearance from the SEC. It did 100% ROI in a day. Wow. So from that, I took out my initial investment, like it's hundred percent, yeah. So yeah. it's like you want Risk-free. to get, yeah. So yeah. you want to get to the point where your money works for you, mm. and you you think about it more so of, kind of like vending machines, right? Mm-hmm. Where, vending machines can make you money without you being there, mm-hmm. and the more you have, the better. So it's like, why would I just want to be the only way I can make money? Yeah. When I'm physically trading the markets, versus okay, I made money. I'm out of survival mode. I can put money in the stock market, crypto. Oh, my friend has a business idea. Mm-hmm. Understanding the risk in it, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Understanding the risk in it, but then also saying, okay, I'm willing to lose 500 bucks. Yep. See what it happens just, with it, just you know understand. what I mean? I do. So yeah. if you think on a bigger scale, I think sometimes we think too small. It's like, when you think about initial public offerings, like IPOs and all this kind of stuff, What do you think they're doing? They're diversifying, but then you end up like 50 cent with vitamin water. The thing is your brand a lot of times or what you invest in makes you more money than what you can do because you're only one person. I think in the trading industry, of course, like we have a lot of upside potential, Mm. but you have to understand, like if your goal is to make 100 million in the forest uh, markets, what are the odds of that in history? You know, look at Ray Dalios, look at Linda Rashke, look at um, you know all these people, Chris Lowry's, that are amazing and have been around for years and years. Mm-hmm. What did they achieve logically? Yeah, You know what I mean? I think a lot of times we we don't ground ourselves in reality. That's right. We're just like, oh yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna flip this $100 account to $10,000, $100,000. You know how hard that is mm-hmm. and how many times you're going to fail before potentially even getting close to it mm-hmm. versus doing something more logical saying, okay, Why don't I, once again, invest into the prop firm challenge, you know, get that first payout of three to four K, split that up, diversify however you want to Mm -hmm. put, you know, 25 percent back into prop firm challenges Mm -hmm. and start building up that way, which is more logical. It's a little bit slower at first, but you build a foundation for yourself. So, yeah, I feel like I'm a lot less risky now. Mm -hmm. I'm more grounded and focused on building a steady staircase instead of trying to leap.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, bro, you're getting ready to become a husband, bro. And, yeah. And, you know, you want to have kids. So I think that also comes with your age and maturity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, as well. But, bro, I just totally agree. Like, as I look at just how short life is, yeah. you know what I mean, and I look at just the opportunity that we have available to us, um, we are going to be judged based on, um, and for some people that don't have a faith or religious belief, you're going to look back on your life when you get older and yeah. you're going to judge yourself based on the opportunities that were available to you and how well you took advantage of those opportunities. Oh yeah. And so I think that what you're saying is just spot on with just, when we get into this place where we got Forex and it's now adding to our lives, we have to be good stewards and smart about yeah. how we use that money to produce more for us. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I bro, I 1000% agree. Um, Trading. Mm-hmm. So I hear you talk a lot about order blocks. Yeah. Is that like how you trade? Is that like the foundation of your trading strategy?
1: So it's a piece of it. And this is a touchy to- uh, topic because of. Talk to me, man. Yeah, like because of smart money and ICT yeah. and all them. What are order so blocks? I'm going to give you my understanding of them. Okay. So real quick, though, I do trade certain concepts from smart money or ICT. Thing what is, is smart
0: money? What is ICT?
1: It's, it's just supposedly a logic or an algorithm to the market. So okay. similar to how you have support and resistance strategy, mm-hmm. you have this strategy that's based on the logic of the market as far as certain things like imbalances, inefficiencies, order blocks. So where institutions would be getting in and out of the market, big money like whales and all. So it's more so of that logic. Now, I don't like to get too involved with one specific group or strategy because I feel like I'm a culmination of everything I've ever experienced whether it was support and resistance or supply and demand order blocks. so I feel like it's all about how you put the pieces together and all your experiences you know that's what helps you get your edge in the market but mm-hmm. um I agree. to go back to what order blocks actually are as far as my understanding is it's an example, a bullish engulfing candle, right? So mm-hmm. you have a small bearish one and then a, a large bullish one. Mm-hmm. So at the bottom of that bearish candle is where smart money or institutional buyers would be coming in. So they're getting in at the best price point possible and that bullish candle that's formed is actually the footprint of them. Okay. So we as retail traders don't have enough volume or you know volume to push the market mm-hmm. very strong. It would have to be something bigger than us institution smart money. So that logic just simply helped me understand candlestick patterns more, how the market moves, why it bounces off certain levels. So order blocks are one part of it. I focus on, you know, order blocks, liquidity, supply and demand, Mm -hmm. um, and then just the logic of how the market moves. For example, looking at the size of candle bodies understanding what wicks mean you know mm-hmm. because there's different kind of wicks there's wicks that show exhaustion or what i call order consumption and there's also wicks that will show continuation so it's it's really about the experiences behind what the market is telling you you know mm-hmm. you have to dive into your reservoir your subconscious mind and pull out that data that you've experienced over the last few years of your experiences yeah
0: you said a lot right there. <laughs> so how long did it take you to like get into that? Like was that a part of the courses that you brought? Was that a part of, you know, a mentor that you had? Or was it really just trial and error and just just internet researching?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I, I think it's a bit of both. I mm-hmm. had a mentor, his name was Duran, and shout out to him. Like the way he taught made so much sense to me. How did you find him? Through a previous group I was in. Okay. Yeah, so he kind of did his own thing, and Mm -hmm. his logic just made sense to me. And I was like, I started looking at the market completely different. You know, Mm. before it was more so, I never knew why something actually happened. I just felt like I got lucky. So, for an example, I think Fibonacci is important, and if used correctly, you can succeed at it. Mm -hmm. But the way I was taught is more so, Go to the daily H4. Put a fib from a high to a low. Hit
0: that 50
1: 618. <laughs> exactly. It rejects jamming. Bingo, like take the trade. going in. But for me, <laughs> it was like, I know my personality is not a swing trader. Mm-hmm. I'm just, that's not me. So taking these trades off of a 50 or a 61.8 on the daily and your stop loss is 60 to 75 pips. And you're aiming, like back then, everybody was talking about one-to-ones or, you know, yeah. negatives. So like you're risking one for .5 and it's it's like, that just never made sense to me. I'm like, how am I supposed to be profitable over time mm-hmm. with this? And then that's not to count for the mistakes you make. Yep. So the human error, as far as you enter and then you don't believe in the trade, so you exit and then you're like, oh, it's going my way, so let me get back in. And you do that two or three times, <laughs> now your risk tripled. <laughs> you know, so fact, a lot of times that's not talked about. Yep. Um. But what always clicked to me was structure. Like mm-hmm. I could understand market structure like night and day, like yes. it was it was my thing. So I ended up um, conversing with a friend that also traded and he was great at basically using the higher time frame picture to find his swing trades. And I was telling him like, I'm just not into that. Mm-hmm. So what I did was took that same exact logic that we were going back and forth on. I was like, why can't I do this on the M30, the M15, the M5, the M1? And it clicked to me finally how the market is literally a fractal. And what a fractal is is basically a picture within a picture. So Mm -hmm. if you think about a snowflake, for example, if you break any piece off of a snowflake and put it under a magnifying glass, you'll see a picture of the whole snowflake within it because it's a fractal. Yeah, it it goes deep. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, all that. Keep going, keep going, (laughs) keep going. (laughs) Yep. So, basically, once I started truly understanding how the market works, it's Mm -hmm. like the daily is showing you the same candlesticks as the H4 or the H1. You just simply have to choose which one you want to trade based off of how long it's going to take for the market to play out. Yeah. And then, let's say H1, for example. If you focus on risk to reward versus pips, Mm -hmm. it's like I can get a one to three on the same technically higher low to higher high move on the M1, M15, H1. It doesn't matter. It's more so of the mindset of what do you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. and what do you want? Like you have to make your mind up in trading because I think that's one of the biggest things I've noticed like just mentoring others is they're looking for someone to answer every question like make every decision for their life. It's like chess. They want you to move their piece all over the board, you know? That's what makes you successful is developing your uniqueness in the markets. I think that's all you can do because the minute you act just like the other person, you're acting like the masses who fail. So it's like you have to develop yourself. You have to find your own intuitive edge over the market, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think... um, it's just one of those journeys like everybody yeah. has to experience it, but I've definitely encountered a lot of times where, you know, people ask me like, "Did you take profit yet? Do you, you know, are you are you going to parcel out here? How much are you parceling out?" It's like they really want you to decide everything. And at the end of the day, what I feel was enough mm-hmm. may not be the same for you.
0: Yeah. Cuz
1: if I'm trading, you know, six figures in funded accounts, mm-hmm. 0.25% today could be amazing for me, but yeah. I, it could turn into a couple hundred to a thousand of dollars, you know, with my funded accounts versus you may be trading your personal account or with 50 K funded account. Mm -hmm. So now you feel like you need 1% or 2%. So I can walk away just being grateful for the move. And that's, that's the mindset I started developing over time. I had to move away from money. Mm. Money is going to be the detriment to everyone's success is when you focused on money, you see, okay, I lost a trade. You don't see it in percentage, but you see it as, oh, man, that was $1,000. That's all you focus on. That's all you focus gonna on. I'm going to come back from that. And as soon as you allow emotion to come in, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's as a wrap. As soon as you let it. So that's been my biggest thing is learning how to detach from the numbers on the screen, mm-hmm. understanding that trading is no different than life. You're taking calculated risk, and you're overall trying to develop an edge, alongside as your psychology to make sure you can accurately, you know, play that edge out in the markets. Yeah. Because if you don't play it out correctly, but you still see that it's 70% accurate when you backtest it, that's not going to do any yeah. good for you. It ain't going to help you grow your You plan. know? Yeah. So you have to become, you have to become better. Like, that's yeah. the only choice you have. And it's like, you can, I, I feel like Einstein said it best. hmm Doing the same thing over and over is the definition of insanity and expecting a different outcome. Mm -hmm. So if I am not being as disciplined as I know I'm supposed to be, if I'm FOMOing in the trades, if I'm risking too much or over-leveraging, and I think that this time will be different, Mm -hmm. I'm insane. insane. Like, simply. (laughs)
0: But see, I also feel like you have to be insane to win and trading because the opposite is just as true. Yeah. If you use proper risk management, if you exactly. follow your edge yep. and you trade it in and out of losses and do the same thing and don't change, because I yeah. think that's the biggest struggle. Like that's the biggest thing that I still deal with. Mm-hmm. Like changing little things yeah. that I do. So it's like if we do the same thing and let probabilities play out, right? Mm-hmm. With the proper sample size, as Mac, <laughs> as Mark Douglas says, right? Yeah. Um, I was thinking about my boy Mike Bella from One Good Trade. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as Mark Douglas says, if we just trade the same way over a certain number of sample sizes, if the edge is good, odds will play out in our favor. So that's, yep. you know, it goes both ways, you so know? I have
1: a theory about this. I was actually talking to Jordan about this, but... Talk to me. I feel like one of the <clears throat> biggest reasons trading is so hard is because you don't directly get rewarded for good behavior. So... Mm. For an example okay <laughs> see where i'm going with yeah. this so you can do everything correctly and still lose in trading mm-hmm. and i think that is the mind game that messes with most people is that you did everything right and you didn't get rewarded so now you want to change it and then as soon as you change it you don't get rewarded either so now you chase this cycle of always shifting when in reality you should have allowed the probabilities to come back in your favor so you know my theory on that is because What's the main reason we come to Forex,
0: right? Money. Money, right? (laughs) And we are tired of
1: working, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah.
0: And so when you think about a job, what happens? Every time you show up, you get guaranteed.
1: Every time you show up, you guaranteed to make money. It doesn't matter about the quality, it don't matter about the
0: quality. It don't matter how you do it, the attitude. If yeah. you clock in and you physically there, you getting paid. Yeah. They cannot say we not paying you. It, it's, it's just against the law. And
1: see, you know that, what I mean? It, they're making a mentality of people that just simply will never succeed and, at trading. Probably it he's right into what you things. said. Yeah. We come to the market. expect. Oh, if I show up.
0: I, I should get something. I should get <laughs> something. Oh, I woke up at 3 a.m. this morning. Yeah. I was patient.
1: I was diligent. I waited for my setup. I got in. It went a... The other Mm -hmm. way on me. And see, that's the thing. Once you aren't confirmed, because for us, confirmation is saying positive equity in our account. Mm -hmm. So once we don't see that, what do we do? Get upset. upset. Make more mistakes. We're like, shoot. Well, if the market didn't want to give us anything there, I'm going to take it. I'm (laughs) going to take it. I'm going to get something. (laughs) today. I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) get something. I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving (laughs) here. You're
0: going to give me something.
1: (laughs) Look up that account. 50% negative.
0: (laughs) That first look out, 50% negative. Look,
1: go that negative, you like, look, let me just pull it out, maybe just yeah. take myself to dinner yeah. before it's all gone.
0: I recently, like, it hit me that, Calvin, you've been studying all these strategies and you've been trading and you've been building all these different um, experiences in the market. However, you've never educated yourself on what truly moves the market. You've never done the back work to see who the players are, yeah. how the money moves when they like to take moves. Like, you never research the history of the market you're participating in. You literally just came in looking (laughs) for opportunities to participate and make money, but you never research who you're playing with. You know what I mean?
1: Preach. (laughs) Bro,
0: so that is more recently. So like, bro, this third year for me, this is my third year. Okay. This has been a groundbreaking year. You know what I mean? And I used to brag You know, a little bit like, hey, it's Calvin New Trader, my second year of trading, getting funded. (laughs) I made five plus figures. I didn't make six, but I, you know, I I did really good five Mm -hmm. plus figures in payouts for a prop firm. And I used to brag about that, but I recently started saying to myself, like, now this year that I really started being focused, bro. Now that I look back on it, bro, I got lucky, bro. Because I was not trading. Okay, I knew how to trade, but I wasn't, like, when I think about all those consistent payouts over a year and a half, payouts bro every time i traded well not every time but like i traded many different ways yeah like i didn't have a set time i didn't have a set structure i didn't have a set way of coming to the market a set thing Mm -hmm. i was literally coming to the market okay (laughs) i see price doing this uptrend there i think it's gonna do this i mean so you had the eye for the market you didn't have the strategy. yeah yeah so i'm just trading technicals yeah like you know just based off what i see But there was no structure, bro. Mm -hmm. And as you get matured in Forex and you really want to make this work as a part of your portfolio, structure is everything. Execution is everything.
1: Documentation. Documentation (laughs) is
0: how you make your money. Yep. You know what I mean? Knowing when and when not to come to the market. Exactly. It's everything. And so this year has really just been just me going to the mastery level now Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, I'm not trading to make money. I'm trading to master this skill set. And the results of mastery is make money. You know what I mean? 100%. So, I'm saying all this to come to you right now. How do you hold those crazy, like, risk-to-reward trades, bro?
1: Man, I think it's just, once again, like, a culmination of experiences. Like, I've realized that I've been more upset at myself for not holding those extended targets than closing out. And, you know, my minimum is a one to three. So... Wow. Yeah, for myself. That's <laughs> like my
0: maximum. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so
1: like for me, it's like one of threes, I've done them for so long now. It's like, it's comfortable. It's like, you know, it's, it's just normal for me now. So yeah. if I don't see, like you said, if I don't see anything on the chart that's telling me to exit the trade, mm-hmm. I have to let it go. Because wow. once you start to understand how the session times work, you understand that New York and London are really what creates the price points, like the higher, basically like the highs and lows mm. that you, I don't really trail my stop, but a lot of people do. Like you don't want to trail your stop off of any higher low you see or lower high you see. Look into session times because Asia liquidity, a lot of time it gets ran, but London and New York, a lot of times maintain and set each other up. Mm. So just with that logic, I understand if I catch a trade during New York and it's a going great, it's floating 30 to 40 pips, I don't even need to look at the market into London. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's more so the logic behind when the market would actually move. And besides that, it's like, I let it do its thing. So it kind of comes back to this like mindset I have where the only thing between where you're at now and what you want is time. Mm. You know what I mean? So Wisdom. Yeah, so it's like, if you really think about it, how we're talking right now, Yeah. an hour is going to pass no matter if we like it or not the only difference is what was done in that hour. Mm. I could close right now, suffer, and then look at, you know, in an hour, it continued going my way. Or I could say, okay, the market did not give me a reason to get out. My strategy is still playing out. Sit on my hands. And at the end of the hour, you see that you got rewarded even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really just coming to terms and understanding that the emotional pull you feel from trading isn't real. It ain't real at all. It's not real. It's it's. <laughs> The old brain. So mm. I, I dive deep into like all that kind of stuff too. But um understanding what the amygdala in your brain does. That's your fight or flight response. So mm. naturally we have a very overreactive amygdala. So through things like meditation, breath work, um exercise, like running is really good for controlling your uh e- emotional response. Mm. But learning how you actually function and control it actually makes you a better trader. So understanding what your prefrontal cortex does and understanding that's your um, more so logic and conscious brain where you you know how you have those moments of thought where you're like, okay, should I do this or not? Mm. That's your prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. So when you're trading, a lot of times, you notice how in the beginning of your journey, it was more so like very adrenaline-packed, not really much thought putting into things. It's like, oh, I see, the, I see the market moving. I want to get in. Bye. Mm-hmm. That's your amygdala. Mm-hmm. But once you start developing yourself more and more, you have those little split moments of, should I actually take this position? Would this aid me? Would this help me get to the goal that I actually want to reach? Is this actually allowing me to be my highest self when it comes to trading? You know, like you get those split little windows of time where you you are aware wow. or conscious about your trade. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. You start developing those little pockets, and then the more you pay attention to them and the more you develop them, they get a little bigger, a little Mm -hmm. bigger. And I think that's what really helps you become a great trader and be able to hold those trades for longer periods of time is that window of awareness gets bigger. Mm -hmm. And when you're inside that window, you're not so emotional. You can look at things with a untainted lens, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man, you go deep when it comes to trading, man. Yeah. You go real deep. I mean, bro. The, the name's technical guys. Jeez, that's true
0: too. <laughs> yeah. That's true too. Um, bro, this has been great for a new beginner or developing trader right now that's watching this video, um, and they're struggling in their journey. They're they're hitting their head right now, and maybe they're they're listening to, you know, the things you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I wish I could be that focused, or I wish I can be that, that um just certain that I will find success eventually, right? What advice would you give them? And if there's anything that we didn't talk about that's on your heart that you wanna share, I definitely want you to share that as well at this time.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, the first thing I would say is surrender to time. Mm. I'll say surrender to time because of the fact that we rush so much. Everything. We rush so much, but it's because of the age we live in now. So social media and everything, is rushed, you only see the highlights, but Mm -hmm. you don't see, you know, how much time Kobe truly spent taking shots. No one will ever know, because a lot of times his coach wasn't even there. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's more so that, it's it's what you do for yourself when the doors are closed, when the lights are off, like that time, that effort you put in is what's going to allow you to shine in whatever you want to do. So first thing I would say is submit to time. um, And then from there, find quality information and resources. Don't just go to the first thing you see that has some glitz and glamour, but really do your research and understand that. For an example, if you wanted to learn how to create a clothing brand, would you go for something that just started, you know, recently, or would you go for something like Coca Cola that has been around since the nineteen hundreds? Or at least, like I'm saying, you can you can go to newer, but understand that wisdom comes from experience. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's That's that nice. simple. Yeah. So going to the Ray Dalio's and really studying their mindsets why they do certain things. Why do they think this way? Picking apart that and then determining what kind of trader you want to be is going to be the biggest asset. I agree. Yeah. So I would definitely say that as a piece of advice. And besides that, I would say really ask yourself why you're doing it. Mm. When I first started trading, just like everybody else, it was definitely for money. But as you start making money, you realize trading is... So much more if you allow it to be. You can do it the selfish route. You can do it the route of you just make money. You kind of do your own thing. You live the life you want to live. You know, you buy the cars. You do this. You do that. Or you can understand that like now you have been blessed with a skill set that can not only bless you and your family, but it can also bless other people. So that's what happened with technical guides. I got to the point where it wasn't fulfilling just for me to make money. But now seeing the lives I was able to change yeah. is what truly fulfills me. So, you know, getting that question why do you do what you do, that is why. Because the fulfillment truly comes from being able to repeat the success I've experienced. And, and just people. like, yeah, and just yeah. like I told you, you know, you know, we're coming out to Miami uh, for Jordan to do an interview with the funded trader. Mm-hmm. And that means so much to me because his story, you know what I mean? What he shared with me mm-hmm. and what he was willing to invest in himself you know i matched it i told him look i'm the type of person that if you give me a hundred percent i'm gonna give you 110 wow you know what i mean That's And I, I told That's him dope. that yeah, yeah. and it meant so much to me to see the fire in his eyes and the fact that he actually accomplished it like he pushed himself to the limits and did it you know what i mean so it's those moments that make it so much more fulfilling and worth it all so yeah, once again, I appreciate oh, yeah. it, man. Yeah, and, uh, man. So where can we follow you, man? Yeah. So you That's can follow not- me on Instagram at RayvonFX. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at TechnicalGuysFX, YouTube Technical Guides. Yeah. For sure, man.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Calvin, the new trader, my man, Ray Vaughn, is in the building all the way from Texas to the MIA, man, right here on the Forex Beginner Podcast. Ray Vaughn, we appreciate you, man. Um, Listen, me and Ray Vaughn look forward to running into you at the bank one day, but you cannot meet us there. You got to beat us there. When we pull up to the bank, you should already be walking out, duffel bag on your shoulder, big smile on your face. We just believe we all are going to be successful. That's our way of saying that we believe that we all have something that we're going after and that we going to get there. All Most right. Definitely. So hey, Calvin the New Trader, my man Ravon FX on Instagram. Holla at him. Um, and uh listen, God bless you guys. Take care, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Most definitely.